Welcome to the OneSignal podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to retain and grow your customer base. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got two great guests today for you. Ellie Lynn, product manager here at OneSignal and working on the Web Push product, and Eva Wei, director of product marketing at OneSignal. They're here to discuss iOS support of Web Push, how that could be a big impact, and how you can add this to your website to grow your CRM list and build your deeper relationships with your visitors. I appreciate you both joining today. Welcome to the One Signal Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, it's going to be a good day talking about iOS web push. So this is a very long desired feature. I know I've been here coming up on five years and we've been hearing from dozens, hundreds. At this point, probably I've legitimately heard from more than several hundred different companies, uh, usually large media publishers, but other folks as well who want to be able to connect to their users in the mobile environment. Increasingly, they're getting more traffic in their mobile devices, but their website traffic is coming from iOS or Android devices. And they've had this functionality in Android uh, during that period. So this is very exciting. However, for listeners, Eva, I'd love for you to explain what is iOS Web Push. Yeah, for sure. So I think most people are familiar with what web push is and what mobile web push is. iOS web push is basically it's a notification that's sent to your iPhone or your iPad via a website browser. So via that online UI. What that looks like for end users is it actually appears really similar to the native mobile push. And what's really powerful about this is before, now you unlock this whole new audience, especially for Apple users. Before you had to have people actually download your app and now you can reach them directly without having that app as a gate. And this is super powerful because iPhone just has really great market share, not just here in the US, but also globally. There's actually over 1.5 billion active iPhone users worldwide. And with this release, you can unlock access to that. And so, yeah, iOS Web Push, it's great. It brings users back to your website after they've left. So you don't have to have a user active on your website. So really great tool for re-engagement as well as just engaging users as well. Yeah. So you jumped into my next question, which is great. So it's an easy segue. What is the core value of adding this? Yeah, definitely. Like I mentioned before, unlocking those new audiences. It'll depend based on what your user base looks like. But if your mobile audience is like half Android, half iOS, suddenly you can just double your audience there. So we've had really great clients like USA Today Sports, Tribune. They had just huge user growth from normal web push. And now with adding iOS web push, they can reach even more audiences. And this is super impactful. Here today in 2023, we're seeing about 61% of all web traffic actually comes through your mobile phones. So users are there, they're engaging through mobile. And specific to iOS, Safari has greater than 50% mobile market share in the US. So it's just a huge audience that's out there for the taking. And another reason why iOS web push is going to be super impactful is web push is one of the best ways to engage your anonymous users. Um, I'm sure all companies have feel this pain. They spend a ton of money on user acquisition. They drive a ton of traffic to their website and then people just bounce, right? Like they're not connecting to the users because they're not creating leads. And with web push, people really like it because you don't actually need to enter personal information. People can just subscribe to updates 
with one click. They don't have to go through a lead capture process. And it's just really powerful that way. And I think you guys have probably seen the stats online. Average website traffic is 97 to 98% anonymous visitors. And with iOS web push, you can go ahead and actually capture those anonymous visitors now. Um, besides that, Web Push is great for just building and strengthening your relationships with your customers. We've had an online content customer, they increased their average retention to over 40% with Web Push alone. So we're seeing customers drive a lot of results here. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, particularly media, but there's so many businesses out there where people are not going to download your app. It's not a utility but they engage with your your website. Over to Ellie. So I'd love to understand kind of what is the product. So how do sites enable Safari Web Push for their mobile visitors? Yeah, thanks, Josh. Well, we're very excited that we are one of the first to market with this very exciting new channel. And we're happy to be supporting this. And we're currently enabling developers to test this early and prepare the sites. But it's very easy to set up and takes just a couple of minutes. Before I dive into the main requirement, which is having a manifest file, I want to kind of go over the difference between like having a shortcut and a standalone app today. So currently, when you go into your Safari browser on your iPhone or iPad, you can go to your save button on the toolbar and then add to home screen. So typically when you do that and your website does not have a manifest file, it would save as a shortcut. And essentially, when you open it from your device on the home screen, it would just launch the browser. However, if you do have a manifest file, it would open up as a standalone app where you would no longer see a toolbar when you open it. And then when you're in like the the view where you can like close apps, it would just show up as its own standalone. There is just one thing I would like to call out too that iOS Web Push does work a little bit differently from Android Web Push in that when you're using Android device, they do not require this add to home screen series of actions. And it is unique to iOS and iPadOS devices. Great. So that's kind of the difference between those two. And now I'm going to go into the details of like, what is a manifest file? How do you create one? And like, what do you need to look out for when you create this file? So a manifest file is the JSON file that you want to serve alongside your website. This file provides instructions on how it should behave on a device. So it contains properties, which are all like interface related. So things like um, the icon that will be used, the color of the background, what is the name of this app. And there are great online tools that can generate this manifest file for you within like two minutes. There's one that we recommend in our documentation called Simicart. And it's super easy. You just like upload a icon, fill in some fields, and you download this manifest file along some icon files that you just drag and drop into your website. And so the three things that you want to make sure your manifest file does include is a schema line. You want to make sure that the display property is set to standalone or full screen. And this basically tells the app how to behave when you open it on your mobile device. And then you want to then make sure that you have a link tag to this manifest file from all of your separate web pages. And there's more information about this in the documentation on like the exact code that you want to inject into your site. So once you have your manifest file, I want to kind of go into like the experience of your end users. All right, real real quick, let's, let's pause real quick there. Oh, yeah. Do most sites already have a manifest file if they have a kind of responsive design web page that works on a mobile device today? I would say most sites today do not have a manifest file. Do not. Okay, so this is something incremental they'd have to add. But the good news is it's easy. 
Okay. So yeah. So yeah, you talk about how easy that is. And so they'd have to add this. And once they do that, then they can enable iOS web push. Yeah, that's right. And it's super easy to test too. Actually, like when you are on your 16.4 plus device, you add it to your home screen, you'll automatically see like the icon from your manifest file show up as you add it to your home screen. And that's one way to do that. And then of course, just like opening it up and making sure it's not opening from the browser is another way to test it. Okay. And when you say 16.4, you mean they're running iOS 16.4. They could be on any iPhone device that supports the 16 operating system, which is, by the way, most. I think it's every device after eight. And iPad, it's even a little bit further back. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, keep going. Sorry, I didn't. I just want to accentuate that so that people didn't get confused and and understood because that is an important detail. So you're you're going to talk about I think next about notification user interface. Yeah. So moving on to the end user experience, like Josh had said, we do need a user to be on sixteen point four or above, and there are two steps that the user does need to take. One is to add the website to their home screen. And then secondly, they need to initiate that subscription before they can see that native prompt. So we do have a slide prompt that we provide to all our web push users. And this is part of that web push setup flow where you can have the spanner pop up and say like, oh yes, I do want to allow subscription or allow notifications to show. When you click allow, a native push prompt would essentially appear. And then once a user subscribes to that, then they would be able to the subsequent notifications that are sent. Also want to call out some differences in the notification user interface. So with Safari Mobile Web Push, there's just like one line that is slightly different. Under the title of the message, you would then see like a from whatever app name that the user had indicated when they saved the website to their home screen. After that byline, then there's just like the detailed message as usual. I also wanted to call out that some of the common like web push elements are not supported in Safari web push just yet on mobile. And these are the images and the action buttons, but I believe Apple may be working on this. We'll probably have details further down the line, like later this year. However, it's important to also call out that custom icons are still supported on iPhones and iPads, but not necessarily on desktop. Okay. So one thing we are doing to help customers also understand like what exactly the UI is when they send this notification out is that we are updating our notification previewer. And this will allow you or our users to see what the notification will look like before they send it out. That's great. So Ellie, what are our implementation best practices for iOS web push? Yeah. To have the best user experience, we really recommend that your website has this HTTPS certificate and that it's just responsively designed. Um, these are two critical elements to make sure that your standalone app has a great experience and like shows as expected. Last but not least, there's this add to home screen banner that we recommend you having. This is a great way to help convey the value of web push notifications to your customers and just to let them know that this is even something that you provide and how they can do that. So basically it's just a pop-up that kind of points to your share button on the browser and then kind of tells them like the next step once you click the share button is to add it to your home screen. And so we have a open source project that we recommend in our documentation on how to actually implement this. And we're also currently working on something in-house, something very exciting to help make it easier to set up in general. 
So stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Eva, returning to value and specifically use cases, love to understand how we're thinking about that. Like what would what would be the areas that this is a no-brainer for and, and the value would be created from them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, here at OneSignal, we're already super bullish on web push. It drives visits, revenue, improves ROI. And a lot of those same values also extend to iOS web push. So going a little bit more deeper and specifically, you know, driving site visits and ad impressions. Uh, Josh, you had mentioned earlier, media companies especially have been super interested in getting Apple to support iOS web push. And that's because, you know, they want to send these breaking news alerts. They want these real-time notifications. They want to draw their visitors back to their website, get those ad impressions and earn revenue that way. And this is like one just like very easy use case. Um, Also, other companies, any company really with like a social element, anything that has like a community, anything where members will comment on each other or like follow each other's posts, things like that. We have one customer that's a social platform and with WebPush, they were able to double their re-engagement just with WebPush. And so we're seeing these companies get a lot of value from real-time news alert use cases. Another big one is being able to recover lost revenue. So e-commerce companies specifically, they like WebPush for abandoned cart notifications, price drop alerts, back in stock. All of these notifications that, you know, are personalized to mention the exact item a customer was browsing, they send them the alert, it drives them back to the website, the customer purchases, and it you're able to really recapture that lost revenue. So for example, here, we worked with an e-commerce platform and they almost doubled their sales revenue from WebPush alone. And so we're seeing companies drive these really powerful results with WebPush that are definitely going to extend to iOS WebPush as well. Because keep in mind, users are on mobile. Another big use case is anything with revenue conversion. So for example... When you think gaming, a lot of times you kind of think mobile app games, but there's actually a lot of gaming companies that are operating on a web basis as well. And they're using web push to drive kind of like in-game purchases. So for example, if someone's like out of lives or out of coins, sending them alert to let them know, brings them back to the experience, they spend that money, everyone's happy. Also, re-engaging inactive users is a big one too. So for example... Any company that deals with like volatility, so for example, like a fintech or like crypto where it's like stocks or crypto prices, that kind of like pricing volatility, they love using web push to send alerts to drive them back and transact, whether it's like buying or selling to really drive that engagement from their users. Same with auctions. So for example, if like an auction's ending or if you've been outbid, web push alerts are super powerful to get you back in the experience and engage with their product again. So in general, we're just super excited because iOS is going to drive so much value for our customers. I mean, I touched upon this a little bit before, but wanted to just re-emphasize web push will help improve your ROI. If you're sending email, if you're sending SMS, they're both really powerful, but often there's also that additional cost associated with it. And with web push, you can really send these targeted personalized messaging at scale and it's great for your ROI. We've mentioned acquisition 
acquisition spend before, but also part of that acquisition spend is like your retargeting spend, right? Like once someone bounces, you want to drive people back to your website and businesses are spending tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands trying to get those users back to your website when you can do it basically for free at scale with web push. Cool. That's very well said. I'm excited for it. On that note, Thank you, Eva and Ellie, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you and I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thanks so much, Josh, for having us. Please, listeners, if you have any questions, please reach out. Check out our documentation as well for more details. Yeah, we have a ton of resources, both blog post documentation. We're sharing a lot of tips, best practices, and how-tos. Awesome. On that note, please listen to the One Signal podcast at your preferred podcast directory where it can be found everywhere. If you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate a positive review. And if you're looking for the world's most popular and widely used customer engagement software used by over 1 million companies across the globe, you can try OneSignal today for free. In the meantime, have a great day and let's all start adopting iOS web push. 